Everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. You've seen the title. You know what we're going through. Uh, but today, so that I know what I'm going through, uh, getting back on track does not really exist. And this is, I mean, probably going to be a short one, but we'll see how we go. Um, the reason that I want to do this podcast is because obviously from the week before I had that, uh, week off and people were doing really well. And now it seems to be a case of people wanting to get back on track or at least speaking to them from that week off. They're like, okay, that was awesome, but I need to get back on track. Awesome. Got to get back on the horse and all that stuff of essentially just like, I know what it means in terms of get back into the routine, get back into the swing of things, whatever other word we could use for that. But the interesting thing that I found is that we, we are not the rider of the horse in this situation. There is no cart that we can get onto. There is no horse that we can get back onto or track that we can get back on. It's just in this scenario, I feel like we are more the horse than we are a rider of the horse. And what I mean by that is whenever we say like, oh, we've fallen off the horse or whatever, I know that it means to get back on track and, you know, get back into the habits and things. But at the end of the day, if you're the rider of a horse, you're trying to control this beast or creature or whatever the fucking animal you're trying to create, sorry, you're trying to control this animal. We have no idea what its instincts are going to be. Is it, is it in fight or flight mode? Is it going to spook at something and then run the fuck off? Or is it, what is it going to do essentially? So then we're always in a reactionary state if we are the rider. And if we're the rider, we're always waiting for something to happen. We're always waiting for, oh my God, I knew I shouldn't have done this because now I've gained weight. Like we're always waiting for that worst case situation to happen to prove us right so that we can self-sabotage, which is actually just a disguised form of, I need a fucking break. Oh my God, now I've self-sabotaged because I didn't know how to take a fucking rest day. I know it just blew some minds there. But the big thing about this is that we are the horse. We are attached to a cart and we are fucking walking that track. We don't know where, where we're taking this cart or anything like that, but the cart just keeps getting heavier. And then it's just like that rider is life and life just goes, Hey, you know what? Uh, yeah, sure. We can take that, uh, you know, 10 kilo bag of whatever chucks it on the cart. Yeah. We can go to the gym in the morning, chucks it on the cart. We can uh, meal plan all of this shit and be in a calorie deficit for super long. Chucks that 50 kilo bag in the cart. Yeah, we can work overtime at work for uh, no compensation whatsoever. Throws that on the cart. There's all of these bags and, you know, this baggage, so to speak, that is getting thrown in the cart and where the horse just expected to pull this massive weight. And over time, we start off pretty damn well got some vigor about us, we're excited to do something, start pulling the cart. Holy fuck, this is heavier than I thought. This is harder than I thought. This is, uh, okay, there's no rest in sight. And then we start kicking out. And then we start getting frustrated at how heavy the cart is, at all of these things that we've taken on in life. So we get angry, we get agitated, we lash out. We have that self-sabotage moment or quote unquote self-sabotage moment because we think we aren't good enough to stay on the path or to be able to pull 
this enormous fucking cart which has been loaded up with random shit that we have just decided that life has just decided to hand you and you're just like yeah sure no worries absolutely fantastic and then we pull and then we go fuck why am i so tired why has this happened why am i burnt out why am i not sleeping so well why do i not want to go to the gym why do i not want to eat my meal perhaps why is the only thing that i want to do in this world right now is sit on the couch eat pizza and do fuck all for the next seven years because we're burnt out that's why because the amount of people that know how to take a rest day would probably if i were to cut up all their names into like giant pieces of cardboard or you know what i've got little paints right here this tiny little paint that is probably about the size of my thumb for those of you that are watching when this eventually becomes a youtube series uh, but the paint that is about the size of my thumb i reckon if that little paint was one person's name one client's name i reckon i could fit them all in one hand for the people that know how to take a rest day that mentally it's going to be good for them. Yeah, you may put on a little bit of weight, but we know that's going to happen. And then we can just go with the flow, so to speak, of low days and high days and tracking and not tracking and getting into intuitive exercise and intuitive eating and all that fun shit and still see the results that we need to see. A handful of people would know how to do that. Everyone else, and it's not anybody else's fault, it's purely the fucking fitness industry that has just pummeled you with like, you need to do six days a week of hit classes uh, because we're not open on Sundays. But if you can do every day, shit. Maybe you should even do a back-to-back -back session. If you can go back-to-back, -back, fucking do it. You've burned 1,300 calories in two hours. Look at you go. Absolutely killing it. And then Thursday comes around and you go, fuck, why am I so tired? Why am I so hungry? Oh, that's right. Because that two hours of exercise burnt more calories than I allowed myself to have during the day. So, that's fun. But if we can take this perspective of the rider being the being life, the rider of the horse being life, we are the horse pulling this massive cart of all this extra baggage and shit that we're holding onto. We don't have to get back on the horse. We don't have to get back on track. We're always on track. Because as we know, life and health and fitness is a fucking spectrum. If you're pushing the needle in one direction, then it could be the fact that you saying yes to a donut is progress for you moving the spectrum up. You getting healthier, building a healthier relationship with food and yourself and your body. For the other person, it's going to be saying no to a donut. There's a whole bunch of different success metrics that we can use for what is your health journey at the moment? Is it going to be successful and is it going to be successful for you? as the individual, because all of these health and fitness journeys are all different. I can say, here is a massive problem that everyone is facing. Perfectionism, procrastination, gym anxiety, all of these things, not knowing how to nutritionally adapt your menstrual cycle, not knowing how to work out effectively. All of these generalistic programs, sorry, all of these generalistic problems that are afflicting a lot of people because they're beyond common. But how you deal with those situations is going to be different to the person. That's why every journey is unique. The problems may be the same, but people that are just like trying to take scissors to a fucking puzzle piece and being like, eh, there, that fit. Fucking look at this puzzle. Look how amazing it is. And then you look at it, you take a step back and you're like, oh, the dog's missing its head here. Uh, there's a bit of a car over here that's only, you know, it's missing three wheels. Ah, it's fine. It's still done. It still works. Then you just fucking super glue the whole thing and you're like, ha ha, finished. On to the next one. Unfortunately. <laughs> Life doesn't have those uh, shape-shifting scissors that we can use for puzzle pieces. 
uh, there is no cheating in life because otherwise if you do cheat or find the shortcut, it comes back to bite you in the ass as we've all found out. So we are always on track. And if we keep using that euphemism of, oh, I just got to get back on the horse, it implies that you failed at something. It implies that if you have fallen off the horse, like if you need to get back on the horse or get back on track or whatever it is, it implies that you have failed and fallen off and not succeeded. So then you need to do the opposite of what you're doing to be able to move forward. But as I said before, this is a spectrum that we're dealing with. There is no right or wrong. There is, you know, the most ideal option that we can do for you that is going to be completely different to the ideal option for the next person that comes on board. So how does this journey look for you? What is the baggage that is in the cart that we are pulling that doesn't need to be there? If you could somehow unhitch yourself and look at the fucking cart and you go, you know what? Uh, I don't need to be sticking to this meal plan for six days a week. I can actually just go intuitively and eat whatever the fuck I want because I do six days at hit every single morning because I have to. Maybe that's a mindset thing that we're going to be working on as well in terms of how do you take the rest days and recovery days. But the big point that I'm trying to get at is you don't have to take all of this baggage through your entire journey for the rest of your life. You can let some shit fall off and be totally okay with that. That's the reason that I change my mind on things so fucking often because I go, yep, I can do this and this and this and this and this. Fantastic. Oop. Turns out I can't do three of them, so I'm going to let them fall to the side and I'm going to be totally okay with that because I know that I can't sustain that because if I did sustain everything, the business would collapse as it has happened before. If I put the exact same amount of effort and time and responsibility that I currently do into my very, very low-end $60 a week clients that I do the same clients that pay me thousands of thousands of dollars to jump on the phone with them every week and spend a shitload of time with them, then it's devaluing the people that are doing the thousands of thousands of dollars of programs and the people at 60 bucks. Yeah, they're getting the fucking the world's biggest bargain, but that's not going to be sustainable for the long run for the business. And then also me having to take all of that extra time to be able to service people that to be completely honest with you, particularly for, you know, business people out there that are listening, the people that pay the least are often the ones that pay the least attention. And the people that do pay me the most, I can say, let's do this and focus on this. And they'll go, yep, gone for a week, come back. How'd you do? Yep, I did really good. But someone that's paying 60 bucks a week or like the very low end client, they're typically the ones that are like, hey, can you change this? Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? And they're the more demanding clients. Whereas people that come in and pay a lot of money, they go, fuck, okay, I'm paying all this money. This guy knows his shit. I'm going to do what he says. And that's it. Obviously, I explain stuff along the way of like, here's why we're doing certain stuff. But just a little interesting tidbit for particularly for the personal trainers out there that are listening or the health coaches or anybody that's running a business. The people that pay the least pay the least attention. The people that pay the most pay the most attention. Fun fact. Uh, so, and that's been backed up through fucking years of running this business. So, what are the things in your life or in your cart that are weighing you down, that are pulling you down, that are pulling you down, that don't need to be there, but we would like to have there. And this is a massive thing that I talk about with clients as well of what are your needs 
For fuck's sake, what are your needs? <laughs> we cannot focus on, I want to lose weight, if you're not getting enough sleep, if you're not getting enough nutrients, if you're, I, I don't know, there's so many things that are going through my head right now for people's needs. Do you need more physical touch from your partner? Do you need more quality time from your partner? Do you need to spend more time with your dogs or your kids or your cats or whatever it is? What is going to be your need for a healthy life? I don't, right now, I don't give a fuck about weight loss or anything. For you mentally and living your life, what do you need in that life for you to say, I have a good life? For me, it's D&D. I prioritize it. It sounds fucking stupid, multi-six-figure business, fucking soon-to-be seven-figure business to be like, hey, I'm not taking client calls on Fridays and obviously through the weekend because uh, I've got Dungeons and Dragons to play. It sounds fucking stupid. But that's what I need in my life so that I can have a detachment, so that I can go somewhere and focus on this world that I have created and it be completely fantastical and not make sense and bullshit just happening with a bunch of friends having drinks sitting around a table and that for me ends my week. That's why I don't like doing D&D midweek or haven't wanted to do it midweek because I need it to finish my week. I need all of this to have a beautiful crescendo of me zoning the fuck out, playing a fantasy fucking game and doing nothing and making silly voices and role-playing stupid stuff while sitting around getting drunk with my friends. Well, I never really get drunk. I'm a little bit tipsy at most because I have to run the whole fucking thing, but it's still incredibly fun. But I need that. I need interaction with people. So what do I do? I spend more time on Saturday interacting with people. I still do at the recording of this, but not in a few months. Personal training sessions face-to-face -face on Saturday mornings for no other reason other than I want to. That's it, because I need that social interaction in my life. It keeps me fresh on the training of people. Um, and I just need it, I like it. I like being there on a Saturday morning at the gym because everyone is more relaxed. They've got a lot more time, they're more chill. They're like, hey, let's just talk about this and do this. And there's a lot of shit talking with the members and employees and like obviously colleagues and stuff. So it's a lot of fun and I need that in my life because it helps me unwind, relax and all that stuff. So what is the, Thing that you need in your life, apart from obviously like sleep, water, food, those needs, shelter, that's it. Those are the big needs. But what do you need in your life emotionally, mentally? What are those mental and emotional needs for you to have a quality life? Once they're taken care of, then we can move on to, okay, cool. Let's focus on losing weight because that's what we want to do. We want to do this. We want to do that. How can we balance all of that out? and carry that through life so that it becomes more of a lifestyle and it doesn't have to be something where we have to quote unquote, get back on track, get on the horse, whatever. There is no right or wrong doing this journey. If you have fucking ice cream and you're like, oh my God, I've ruined everything. No, there is no right or wrong. There is just you living your life based on the capacity that you have right now in that 24 hours or in that moment for whatever. There's obviously gonna be different strategies and things that we can do for, hey, maybe let's have a trade-off or let's do this or let's do that or is there something else that we can put in or can we break that cycle? That's where we get deeper in the fact of this is my learned response for whenever I have, you know, 
anybody out there particularly having like any sort of Asian dish or anything that is really salty, you're more than likely going to want to crave ice cream after that. But what I've found out is that a lot of people are actually just craving a flavor palette change. If you brush your teeth immediately after dinner, oh my God, the hunger cues are gone. If you have a zero sugar can of Coke or lemonade or whatever, cravings are gone. There's a whole lot of other different things that we can do to put in place to counteract your learned responses. But the number one thing that I want to get across in this is that we don't have to keep saying, I have succeeded or I have failed. This journey is not black and white. It is not yes or no. It is not anything in particular that is going to mean that yes, through this 8, 12 week, 24 week program, you have succeeded. Fantastic. Because your success metric is unique to you. I have people that have signed up for six months and they've lost five kilos. And they're over the fucking moon because they've moved through a lot of depression and anxiety and lifestyle habits and thought, uh, thought patterns and learned responses. They've changed their fucking life from a complete lifestyle, career, job and like dealing with all of those thoughts that come on a daily basis. Now they're weekly or fortnightly or monthly. They've changed their life in that regard, but they've lost five kilos. Whereas someone else who signs up just for weight loss, probably not going to take you on for mindset coaching, just as a disclaimer. But if you're here for just weight loss and you sign up for six months and lost five kilos, that would be a failure for you because we would have obviously had a bigger goal in mind for that. So the success metric of what the fuck are we here for is going to be unique to you. And if you are a current client or if you're a future client, or if you're someone that's even just on the fence or just like, oh yeah, you know, I like what he says, but he swears too much. Um, I will implore you to figure out what the fuck your emotional and mental needs are. And then from there, once they have been met, what do you have the capacity for physically going to the gym and being active and your wants. Get to that. Once your mental and emotional needs have been sorted, what are your wants that we need to focus on or that we can focus on or that we have the capacity to focus on? Because that's where shit changes and that's where life gets really interesting because now it's no longer, oh yeah, well, you know, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm also doing this at work. I'm also doing that. And there's like a million different things as to, hey, maybe right now isn't the best time to focus on losing weight. So what are your needs? Get them met before we move on to the wants, because otherwise I can fucking guarantee you that horse is not going to pull that cart for very long. And that horse is going to stop walking. And then we are going to get into the quote unquote, I don't know why I self-sabotage like this. It's because you don't know how to fucking rest. Let's be honest. You don't know how to rest. You don't know how to recover because no one has ever taught you that. No one has ever taught you how to eat at a maintenance phase. No one has ever taught you how to eat at a calorie surplus. No one has ever taught you how to have a whole fucking pizza and use that as fuel for your workout in the next two days. Everyone has just been, you got to be in a calorie deficit, bro. Yeah, you just got to be in a calorie deficit. Oh, you weren't in a calorie deficit. Calorie deficits are awesome for a temporary solution for something that we're after. But my fuck. You need to be able to get into a maintenance phase and a surplus and a deficit and be able to ebb and flow between those three things to make sure that it is sustainable. But the industry doesn't teach people the fucking reverse diets or the diet breaks or the deloads or anything like that, which is 100% necessary and inevitable. So when people come to me and they're like, oh, I self-sabotage all the time. That's why I don't give people low and high days straight off the bat. 
because more than likely in the first four weeks of them trying to create a calorie deficit, there's going to be something in there where they go, oh, I went out with friends on the weekend or, you know, oh, I just, you know, I can't get into the deficit because I've got a really bad habit of eating this after dinner. So while creating that deficit, they're not in a deficit every single day. They're trying to get into a deficit every single day, but until they hit that deficit every day for seven days in a row, then I go, fantastic, let's introduce high days. And the reason I do that is because while trying to hit that calorie deficit that they've been doing for so fucking long across the four weeks, it's not even that long when we, in the grand scheme of things, but in the four weeks, they've been trying to create a calorie deficit and they haven't been doing it. So what have they been doing? They've been getting in a calorie deficit for four days a week. And then the three days, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they've been going over their calories and getting into a maintenance phase subconsciously they've been doing low days and high days without even realizing it. That's why I'm so fucking chill when people come to me in the first four weeks and they're like, oh, I had a full weekend bender and I like, I had a burger on Saturday. I'm like, oh my God, that's fucking crazy. Oh my God, I went out for dinner and had like a large popcorn. I should have just gotten a medium and I also got like this drink. I'm like, whoa, that's fucking crazy. Okay, cool. So how do we feel? Oh, a little bloated, but you know, I don't feel like it's near the end of the world like fantastic so let's just keep doing everything that we were doing and we'll do that again for next week if there's anything particular that you think is becoming a reoccurring theme we can work on that we can deal with that we can come up with that if you're going to the movies every single friday it's either going to be how do we incorporate that into your life or if that is the number one thing that we know is holding you back because you have 4,000 calories when you go to the movies, hey, maybe let's do that every two weeks. Or how do we reduce those 4,000 calories down to 2,000? That's where we start troubleshooting. But until then, until people get into a deficit for seven days in a row, that's where I go, hey, congratulations, you're in a deficit for seven days in a row. Now, have a day where you eat at your maintenance phase. Here's why. And then I push them into that. But, don't know why I got onto that topic, but anywho. Let's learn to rest. Let's learn to recover. Let's learn to say no to things. Let's learn to set some fucking boundaries. And more importantly than that, let's learn to actually stick to the boundaries once we set them because it's uncomfortable to actually say, hey, I don't do that and display your boundary to someone else because they're going to kick up a shitstorm. That's the point of it because people that respect you and your boundaries will say, you know what? That's fair enough. It can wait until next week. People that have been getting away with taking advantage of you are going to kick up a fuss and they're going to be a pain in the ass because they can no longer take advantage of you because you stuck to your boundaries. It's a fucking wild concept, I know, but it's an important one. So what are your mental and emotional needs? What are you, and then what are your wants once those have been done? Can we remove any of the baggage that we are holding on to? Can we get into rest days and recovery days? Man, this felt like a fucking coaching call. Uh, but anywho, except no one was on the other end being like, yeah. And I don't obviously yell at people <laughs> when I'm on a coaching call. Um, because at the moment there is just a generic person in my head that I'm just yelling at and they have no face and no distinguishing features and no whatever. I just made a fucking nightmare in my podcast. Anyway, I hope you're not listening to this at night. Anywho, that is it for today's podcast. I hope you have the best week in the world. Stop focusing on getting back on the horse and figure out what is actually weighing you down so that you can actually start walking unimpeded.